Gate 14 podcast. Weird weekend. Very, very weird weekend. Avery, how are you doing after just getting thumped by my Ontario Nationals boys, man? How how are you feeling, man? Today was a horrible day of baseball. <laughs> Wet, cold, and fucking walked off twice. Doesn't you hate to see that. It doesn't get much worse than that, I'll tell you that. You really, but, really hate um, to see that. And Miles Naylor played his last game for us, and he hit a backside bomb. Like he hits cool backside bombs. Bo doesn't. Miles Naylor does. So good, dude. So good. Let's go. Let's go out of baseball here for a second. I got to bring something up. I don't hate a company more than I hate PlayStation Network. I really don't. I really, really don't. So I went out Thursday night after the podcast. I was obviously like, I got after it. I will say this, though. I'm a man of humble, man of integrity. I didn't put on a show at the bar. I didn't. It wasn't my greatest work at the bar. Um, But anyways, uh, I get back to Alto's house or his apartment, and I'm looking at my phone, and like at like 8 a.m. when we wake up or 7 a.m. we wake up, and I have like four notifications. Uh, PlayStation Network charge $90, $110, $80, $50, $90. And then under the notifications – is someone signed into your PlayStation network in the Netherlands at 4 a.m.? How the fuck does this company not be like, what the hell? Why is this random dude signed in on from the Netherlands on a PlayStation network account that's in fucking Toronto and racking up the bill to 550? And to make it even worse, and the listeners of the show, give me a give me a give me a chance here. Listen. You call the PlayStation Network customer service, you press one, the first thing it says is, we have a high volume of calls, so we can't take your call, immediate hang up. That's it. That's that's the extent of their customer service. Uh, uh, so then you have to go to online support and like text chat. So I'm waiting in the text chat for like 40 minutes. The text chat just evaporates. Like it's like, <laughs> this should be 10 minutes. The text chat just evaporate. I'm thinking about going full heel and becoming a fucking Xbox guy. Bill Gates stan. Bill Gates fan for the rest of my life. I can't believe this. I tried to play Call of Duty yesterday, and I can't even sign into my PlayStation Network. And it won't <laughs> even do the forget the password thing because this dickhead did this two-step verification where his phone gets No way. So I can't even do a two-step verification. I can't even do forget password. Why did you turn gets... two step on before you idiot? I don't. I I thought I had it on, but I, I also I also don't have it on. But now I can't even do forget password. It just will never send an email to me. I I don't know what to do. I I, I might just never be able to play Call of Duty again. I, I'm. This is the. This is my personal fucking hell. I can't believe this is real. And I was I, logged on to play COD last night for the first time in a while too. The band was getting back together, and Johnny. Dutch boy stole all his money, unfortunately. I couldn't believe it. Like, and then I call the credit card company and they're like, you're going to have to wait till it's posted. So like three business days till it's posted on the account. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me, dude? It's oddly yeah. convenient that the money you're supposed to get back always takes longer when they, than when they take the money out of your account. It is. That's why I'm out on. That's why I'm just thinking about going full heel, becoming an Xbox guy till the day that I fucking die. That's what I'm doing. Um, yeah, so that, that's, that's how my weekend. Did you watch any college baseball this weekend? No, I didn't. I I can't get into it, man. I really, I I can't get into it. I just think it's the most boring 
like no no yeah dude I, no. it's teach its own I, I i can never get into college baseball because a lot of these kids are really just like how i was where they don't give a fuck about baseball and they're just like well, it's different when you're me. in like super regionals the the oregon super regional yesterday um had two kids from toronto the starting pitchers for oregon and oral roberts both of them are from toronto so just cool little story if there's some college baseball on tomorrow night for you to watch people definitely tune in and then the college World series is fucking off i don't think like, anyone's gonna be tapping into that dude you should i there's really don't of, there's a lot of money to be made in college baseball too oh i mean when you bet the entire board like you did by the way i faded you yesterday uh that kind I, of burnt kind of burned you didn't it yeah it did or roberts is they're a fucking wagon but yeah a couple other things in the weekend i want to bring this up because i, I i've just been dialed in as of late with this and i keep on tweeting clips of the guy where does Munori Kawasaki, Muninori, sorry, Kawasaki rank for you in like all time memorable Toronto Blue Jays? Because for me, no, he's at num- the top. Number one. There's no one better. Hit that run so? he went on of just soundbite after soundbite <laughs> after soundbite <laughs> was some of the best shit I've ever seen. And someone responded to one of our tweets saying there's a whole like a cool story on him, too. I'm definitely going to check that after. I've told this story before. Um, I go I go to college, Canadian kid going to American school, and they make me take like a international students. Like I have to meet all the international students because I am one. And I meet my, what well, was like my best friend in college, a Japanese kid. And the first thing we talked about was Munanori Kawasaki when I said I was from the Toronto. Goat. The fucking goat. The so king. one of my best buddies I meet, Munori Kawasaki starts the conversation for a lifelong friendship. So. And you know what's funny is for this is, and that's funny you brought up the uh, college. So when you went to when you go to community college in the U.S., you have to take this test. It's like the aptitude make, test, right? Yeah, like an aptitude test. And I scored horribly on the math. So when I was in college, my first semester, I had to take elementary math. elementary school math my first semester so i had to go elementary school math high school math college math back to back to back (laughs) semesters elementary school johnny no way dude i had to i don't know what i scored i did great on the english like with the writing i was like they thought i was some sort of fucking poet and then on no, the you math, literally I, just have to be able to speak English. To I, guess, I guess, dude, on the math. Um, I, yeah, I just drastically failed. I, I don't know what I did, but I had to take elementary. Were you a it. good high school student? Was I a good high school student? No, no, I, I, don't, I wasn't fucking like ripping cigs in the smokers dart or, or whatever. I didn't start drinking. <laughs> I was such a loser in high school. I didn't start drinking and that doesn't matter. That doesn't. I guess classify as loser, but I didn't start drinking till I was in grade 12 because I genuinely, genuinely thought I was going to go division one and go to the show. I was like, <laughs> my friends would be drinking at parties and it just goes to show you how good friends they were. They were like, dude, you're so dumb. Cause they'd be like, yeah, like we're going to go drink and stuff like that. I'd be like, nope, can't drink. It's going to uh, affect, it's going to affect my college. Career. I didn't, I didn't start like career. going out till later to like college is when I really started to drink. But before that, no, that's I was the worst. I I failed grade 12. <laughs> that's ridiculous. The only reason I got to school was because I almost got perfect on the SAT. But I like I could. What, what the 
fuck are you talking? You almost got perfect on the SAT. Yeah, the only reason I got like a ton how? of scholarship. How, because, how how does that make sense? Because the if SAT you... took me three hours and school was fucking eight months. It's like I don't want to show up or do the work ever. That's that's the dumbest thing ever. Ye- yeah. What are you fucking the dude from Goodwill Hunting? Yeah. What do you mean you got almost got perfect it's on not the SAT? Ho- like, what are you, Stephen Hawking? I think I was 22, like 50 out of 2,400. That's the ACT, isn't it? Oh, no. no. Okay, you're right. That's SAT. You're that right. was SAT right. before they changed. No, I did. I did, like, really well on that. So <laughs> then I, had to do, I had to do grade 13, and I had to do one class. And I had I wasn't, like, even working or doing anything. And I just I left the class till the week before everything was due. I didn't do a single thing. Went on Kijiji, bought everything. Um, they had the exam form. I got like 95 only way I got. So you're a fraud. Okay, that's fine. Oh. I, and speaking about the education, I got to talk about this. I don't think I've mentioned this on the podcast. So my last semester at McCook, it just goes to show you how pathetic community college is. These are the list of classes that I took. I can guess. I can probably guess two of them. No, you can't. Weight training, baseball, yeah, coaching. All three of those were taught by my coach. Coaching. <laughs> Art, criminology, bowling. <laughs> that was your sophomore year last semester. Yeah, my last semester, I had a bowling class. Every Tuesday at 11 a.m., all the baseball boys <laughs> would just fall, and our coach would be there. And we would just, we would just bowl. Like it would just, we would get grades for just showing up. It would be like a, a 4.0 in bowling. We'd have an A in bowling if you just show up and play with the boys. Like it was the dumbest fucking thing I've ever seen in my life. Small school in America is the worst education system in the world. I was taking art appreciation, music appreciation. I was in like, Sports communication was my major, and I was taking art and math and oh, Dude, hilarious! I'll tell you what, I, I, could, I could roll it. I could roll that was the good it. thing about like Division two sports is one of your classes was baseball if you were on the baseball team, just like one of your credits. That kind of rules. And I'll tell you what, I could fucking roll it. And the same thing is that bowling alley. You, the- so if you. You and Mookie Betts, like if no, you were to I, go was, ahead- I was terrible. I never got above like one thirty. I was a okay. morale guy though. Like, um, I, yeah. How was, how was Reader on the... Uh, I don't remember it? if he was in that. I know it was all the Vegas guys, but... Um, Chase, yeah, could that, pro- Chase could probably roll the yeah, rock. Yeah, he can roll it. He can roll the rock. It was uh, crazy, man. I have some crazy story. Like, just looking back on it, I thought about the other day. So, my last week... <laughs> this story is fucking insane. My last weekend at McCook, I just turned 21. So, I am just legal. So we go to this house party at this guy we call the crackhead's house because it's just like this small house. Yeah, yeah. And obviously, you know, in the little towns, like the cops have nothing better to do. They hear music. They're bombarding into a, a house and stuff like that. So <laughs> this is fucking wild. So this is a massive party. It ends up getting crazy. The security guard from the school came to the party and was boozing, shotgunning with it. It was the craziest thing I've ever seen. Everyone from a cook was at this party. Massive knock on the door. Massive knock on the door. The party just goes bananas. Like our starting pitcher, both of our starting pitchers from the Saturday and Sunday, like or the two, the the, the one two starters, jump out of the window, snap their legs, miss the the last weekend when we were out of playoffs, 
the cops are going, there's just kids running everywhere. It's like a bomb just dropped off. There's kids running everywhere. And the cops come in. They obviously know whose house it is because they deal with this crackhead all the time. And the crackhead jumps out of the back window right before the cops are waiting for the people outside of the back window because they knew people were going to do that. And the crackhead, while the cops are questioning, comes back, circles around, goes into the house, and walks in like he had no idea what's <laughs> happening. And he was the one that planned it. He had, walks around. He's like, oh, fuck, man. What's going on in here? <laughs> and the cops are like, dude. We know you orchestrated this <laughs> shit, man. What do you do? He walks around just completely normal, like nothing happened. He walks in like he just showed back up from work when everything's closed in McCook at like 7 p.m. And he's like, oh, shit, like what's going on here? And they're just writing tickets for like everyone. Oh, like, dude, minor in possession and minor in consumption are the worst charges in American judicial. And, and, and let me history. tell you why, for listeners that don't know why it is. So. I, I obviously don't end up getting a ticket because I'm showing like I'm like 21. This is fine for me. I could just drink and stuff like that. Like, all right, you can get the fuck out of here. So before that, though, I had multiple minor in possession of alcohol tickets. Multiple. You got them. And, and what they do to you is, is they make you go to this like christen. Like you, you go to this cl- alcohol anonymous class and they just teach you like the dangers of alcohol and why God is like again it just it's the craziest thing and i'm just there i'm like i've been drinking since i was like 16 or 17 in canada like my uh, saw like uh third year grade 11 grade 12 why am i here and just everyone in the class is like crying it's like oh alcohol's bad this that and one of the funniest things is is so you get breathalyzed right the call so the first ticket i ever got we were at the beach it was my the second week of school i thought i was gonna get like deported and this cop starts fucking just roasting me. He's like, oh, look at this. This dumb fuck Canadian <laughs> thinking the laws don't apply to him here. Look at him drinking John. Yeah. And these girls, the softball girls, thought they were going to be 1,000 IQ. So what they did was they were like, oh, I heard this online that if you suck on pennies, you like you you, you don't blow alcohol. Yeah, yeah. So these softball girls got a sleeve of pennies and just injected into their mouth. <laughs> And start sucking on it, and they still ended up blowing over. So they were just sucking on gas station pennies at the beach and thought they were gonna blow over. They're not gonna blow it. And the cops like, yeah, like you're done. You're gonna think you're writing up all that type of stuff. And then next thing you know, like everyone's running. It's all it's it's all across the dorm room and stuff like that. Like, cause obviously it's a small school, so everyone knows, like, yeah, 30 people got drinking under the age tickets. I'm a cook and then just yeah decided and then we got back and we thought it'd be funny to climb on the roof of the residence and get on top of the roof which was also dumb but yeah it's just those are the funny memories man I just I had, such a I had to go to um I had to go to therapy for smoking weed while I was in college that was that was my really? punishment yeah so we that was yes so we all got in trouble um huge Halloween party um and it was some guys came back. It was kind of crackhead s situation. So there was a guy who was on the team, um, quits drug dealer. His party, same shit, pretty much the same thing. Small town America, um, huge people in trouble. A girl died at the party. What? Didn't she was with like the drug dealers upstairs? So it was, and it was some like crazy drug they were doing. Uh, wasn't to deal with us, but. Then the cameras and news crews show up at our practice 
It's like, Holy what? shit. So they said people thought we the Newman baseball team killed this girl. And then <laughs> Holy so that God. was a huge problem. Yeah, that was fucked. And then he was like, okay, well, who was doing drugs there? And then that was our punishment for smoking weed at the party was we had to go to therapy. And <laughs> I, I can tell you, I didn't get cured. It didn't, it didn't work. <laughs> it's so funny, man. Like they're just the customs, the way of life there is just. Because they're all Christians. They think you can be healed somehow. It's like, yeah, it's so I don't, funny. I don't believe in God. It's just, and I, yeah. And I'm just watching, I'm looking back on it and just like some of the shit I did there. I was like, man, I was, my brother got idiot. a minor in possession or minor in consumption. The first week he was at our team league. led the league in minor in possession. A hundred percent. I think our team, every single guy besides like two or three had one. We were so goddamn stupid. <laughs> and like, this is the last story. Did you, get, you, did you get your fakes taken while you were at school? Yes. There? Yes. I have oh. my fake take. So this is another funny story. So Keanu and Dave, my two friends, and you could fast forward like five minutes now, if you don't want to listen to this. So my friend Keanu and Dave, when they both get drunk, they just have these little wars against each other. Really? So when, da- <laughs> when Dave gets drunk, he just goes mute. So Dave went drunk, got really drunk, walked up to Keanu's dorm room and thought Keanu's dorm room was a urinal and pissed all over his laundry, like just all over his laundry. So Keanu, next morning, dead sober, goes down, knocks on the door Dave opens it. Keanu says nothing to Dave, just walks straight through and just pisses all over his dorm room, all over the dorm room. And, and need, and the, so the listeners know this, there is no maids there. It's that's it. It the, your dorm room is your dorm room. There's no cleaning service coming to clean it up. So those rooms just reeked of piss for like the next four days. But yeah, that's how fucking dumb we were at McCook, man. We, why, why, bachelor monday we used to slap the bag around it was so dumb <laughs> it was electric but uh yeah i miss i miss those days i really do. i wish i i wish i took i, I wish i didn't take as them for for granted like i did because i once i knew i was shit at baseball when i was there i was such a fucking idiot holy shit but, uh, but i made a great feeling it. when you know like uh nothing's gonna happen might as well make <laughs> some memories with the boys for sure for sure let's go into the blue jays baseball man i mean i got there's an elephant in the room. It's John Schneider and every single Toronto Blue Jays Twitter G- GM, Twitter manager. And I'm actually under the impression, Avery, maybe you could talk me out of this, that in like 10 to 15 years from now, I think that there will be an option to have Twitter manage a baseball team at some point. Like the Blue Jays will tweet, who do you guys want out no, of the pen it'll right be, now? Do you remember fan-controlled football? Yes. Oh, you think that's what it's going to be? <laughs> that would be... I actually would kind of die to see that. That'd like awesome. just have just have like the the Twitter GMs just have at it and if and and if their decisions end up fucking up, they're like, "Oh, maybe fire, maybe I'm not like cut out fire for this. Zach Marshall." <laughs> yeah. Maybe I'm not out for this. Yeah, I'm actually I'm under the impression though that at some point there will be a little bit of influence from social media in the decisions that are made on the Major League Baseball field. I don't think that's a hot take. Um yeah, the Savannah Bananas will get on that soon. Almost sure. But yeah, the John Schneider stuff. How many people have been fired for bullpen mismanagement? Or is it just or is it just rooted in every manager losing games and that's why they get fired? I think it's just stuck in that. It's just like, hey, if you're gonna mismanage a bullpen every single every single game and it leads to losses, yeah, you're just gonna get canned because of your record shit. Yeah, it just this is my thing though, is like he's handed such a good team. 
John Schneider. And he's, I mean, last year he didn't underperform, but this year you could definitely argue he's underperforming and has cost the team games. And let's go into it. The Friday game, Santiago Espinal is is running like fucking Forrest Gump with his braces on, and he doesn't pinch run Kiermaier, pinch runs in the next inning or whatever it is. And then, like, he could have scored. It's the little things like that when Espinal's, like, limping to third on a single or a double from George Springer that could have ended up scoring him and not pinch running Kevin Kiermaier. It's little things like that that have really pissed me off. It's the Bowden Francis situation, taking him out at 33 pitches for Adam Simber, who pitched the day before, who fucking sucks. Who fucking sucks. It's the little shit like that that has really been aggravating me. Am I saying to fire John Schneider? There's no one better out there. There's no one on the planet better out there. There's no options. Like, this is the bed that you made without hiring, like, Buck Showalter, Bruce Bochy, all these guys. You decided to hire a guy that has been in this in the organization for a million years, and this is what's going to happen with you. Um yeah, I'm not calling for him to be fired, obviously. It's just he makes so many bonehead mistakes. So many. Yeah, it will lead to the team um, hating him at some point because if it, it keeps happening in big games, like wild card last year. Oh, my God. That, that shit gets you fired. Not the second game of six against the Twins this year. Or, sorry, the fourth of six against the Twins this year, and you make bad base running decisions but it's it seems to be adding up and when it's the manager causing the issues not the team it it feels like it could be handled better right it's not like hey johnny you're gonna go up there and swing the bat better than george springer it's like okay you could probably kind of know you have the same information available to you besides injury news yeah as what john schneider does and seems like they choose not to use some of the information that's given to them, whether it's analytics um, to put make decisions. And it feels like what's the most common thing people say now is managers are just there, right? Like someone's writing the lineup card for them. Someone's making all the pitching decisions in that. And it doesn't feel that way right now. Or the Blue Jays have the worst analytics team in, <laughs> in baseball. So I don't know where to go from that, but. That's that's kind of where I'm at with the whole that, thing. that that Friday game was so winnable, so aggravating. Like they go up four nothing going nope. into the seventh. Friday's game? Yes. I thought there's three two game. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. I'm I'm thinking about Saturday. They're all yeah. They tie the game two two, right? Honestly, and you gotta give your flowers, man. I mean, I, I know there's tons of haters out there. You say Kikuchi is giving you serviceable baseball. I don't give a fuck what the fan graphs say. I don't give a shit what his home run per nine is. Five innings, two earned runs, that should win you a baseball game. Right? Maybe not win you a game, but it shouldn't stop. It shouldn't. It doesn't lose you a game. Like, and then obviously you go Nate Did I send you that... uh... Oh, oh yes. Uh, the, yeah, I, I got it right here. I got it right here. So this is from Mitch Bannon. Last season, you say Kikuchi killed the Blue Jays' bullpen. He lasted just four innings or fewer in 10 starts. This year, Kikuchi's pitched into the fifth inning in all of his la- – all 13 of his outings. Every outing, you say Kikuchi's made it to the fifth inning. So this kind of narrative, like the bullpen's dying from him and stuff like that, it really is just Manoa that's killing the bullpen and this pitching staff. Because Yusei Kikuchi has been a very, very serviceable fifth starter, right? 
Yep. Like, I, and he pitched great on Friday, man. Did he have his best stuff? No. Gave up that nuke, kind of settled in. Four hits. Or, yeah, four hits, two and runs, four punchies, and a walk. One walk. Again, one walk in an outing. He start, he's, his, he's starting to figure that aspect out of the game, and it, he put this team in a chance to win. It's just this offense. I don't know what the fuck is going on with this offense besides today. That was so frustrating, man. Yeah, so the, frustrating. The bottom of the ninth was extremely, extremely frustrating. Second and third, none out, right? That's yes, where yes. Can't score a guy. It was the Kirk. Kirk did the the one to second with the infield in that I thought we could have even scored on too. Yeah, um, yeah, and then Brandon Belt absolutely fucking waxes a ball yeah that you can't right be mad about that obviously you can't be mad about that but that game man 12 runners left on base avery 12 like they gotta be up at the bottom for runners left on base or the top i guess technically they have to leave the most runners on base in the league they have to it has to be between them or the a's i'm pretty sure they are leading the leaders in it i could be wrong with that but it's just fuck it's so tough to watch this team with runners scoring position. I don't know what is going on, what the process is. They, the first home run they hit in this series was the the uh, Matt Chapman one in game three. They had no home runs in the yeah, entire and Mi- series. And Michael A. Taylor's hitting home runs Friday night. It's like, what the fuck are we doing it's, here? It's, it's just, it's, it's. Michael A. Taylor has more home runs than Vladdy, right? Or the same amount? I think he has the same amount. He has more at the Rogers Center. I didn't have that on my bingo card. Yeah. Shout out, Doc. Um, yeah, no, this game was tough, man. Vladdy 0 for 3 again. Brandon Belt 0 for 5, but he hit a couple balls hard. Like, I'm just looking here. Matt Chapman again, four runners left on base. Varsho, four runners left on base. Bobochet, three runners left on base. It wasn't great, man. It wasn't a good game. Like, that was a very winnable game. Today's game shouldn't have been like, oh, let's prevent the sweep. Today's game should have been let's win a goddamn series. Um, frustrating. Two runs. You make, you make. Uh, what? Who pitched on Friday? You make Sonny Gray look like the second coming of Christ. Um, leaving runners on, not scoring guys, stuff like that. It just was that, in your opinion, the most frustrating game of the series, or was the Saturday game when they had the four? Saturday. Saturday was both games extremely winnable, so both are frustrating in their own points. Um, but I think Saturdays. Saturday's probably worse. So there's a stat on fan graphs, just clutch, how clutch a team is. Where do you think the Jays rank in this stat? I don't know what goes into it, uh, but it's 19th. definitely like win probability added or lost. 19th? Nope. Way worse. 28th? A little better. 25th in the league. In in clutch. In clutch. Clutch situation. Holy shit. So that's they, yeah, that's that's not gonna win you fucking World Series. That's not gonna win you playoff series. And, for... uh, you wanna guess who's kind of at the top? Some surprising ones, but some some good ones here. Baltimore far and above the best in this stat. Arizona, then it goes the White Sox, Angels, Rangers, Guardians, and then the Nats are up there. So, so Baltimore, so Baltimore's up there. Wow. Yeah. yeah. That is wild. It's just, I don't know, man. It's just, it's just weird. That Friday game, I guess we'll just leave it at that. Not scoring there. Second and third, for the heart of your order, no runs is laugh out loud embarrassing. Laugh out loud embarrassing. I can't believe that happened. 
Like that was absurd. 93% win probability. I uh, was second and third, none out. Jesus Christ. Only the Blue Jays, brother. Only the Blue Jays. Let's go into Saturday's game. Because for me, that was a fun game. And I'll tell you why. Trevor Richards, three innings, seven punchies, puts on an absolute masterclass. Cy Young performance, <laughs> this guy. He's going to win some sort of Gate 14 award this year. I don't know what it is. Silver Fox of the Year. Um, just for Men Player of the Year. I don't know what it's going to be, but he is going to win a Gate 14 award this year, and you could book that. He That was insane, Avery. <laughs> that he, he had six. I think he had 16 or 17 whiffs in 15. three innings. Sorry. 15. In total, he had um, – oh, where whiffs? Yeah, 16 here. 16 whiffs, Avery, in three innings. Is that not the most ridiculous thing you've ever heard? That's fucking insane. From the Trevor Richards we saw last year, you told me he would start a game <laughs> and have a whiff Swing percentage. Start a game and replace Manoa. Yes. Oh, I would I would be suicidal if I heard that. But he had a 70% whiff rate. <laughs> They took 23 swings. They whiffed on 16 of them. That is nuts, man. He was throwing his changeup in the zone. He threw 32 of them. He threw his changeup in the zone 13% of the time. <laughs> and he's, he's the showed. best. He's the best. He's a silver fox Marco Estrada. He's and, Marco Estrada reincarnated, bro. And so every... All of his pitches, all of his changeups outside of the zone, they were swinging at 54% of them. <laughs> He's the best to ever do it. He's the best to ever do it. He what a, fucking rules. What a start. But what for an me, when's, when's, when's the next Trevor Richards day? Feed me that shit. For me, I thought it was weird they went Mesa right after, too. Me, too. I thought they were going to go Bowden Francis, but maybe they wanted to get a different look. I, I I truly don't know. I thought they were going to go Richards, Francis, May, Simber, Mesa, that kind of rage, depending on the game. But Richards and Mesa were lights out. I mean, nine strikeouts and four and one thirds between them two. That's yeah. absurd. That's fucking absurd. That is. <laughs> it's been crazy. Hats off to Trevor Richards, man. Uh, Mike Wilner did roast you for saying, oh, for the sun comment. Yeah, Mike Richard or Mike Wilner could go fuck himself <laughs> behind us in the charts like per usual bum. Um, yeah, it just that game was crazy. <laughs> they get the early lead and you got just Richards Mesa carving. And then honestly, I want to like I know we said give your flowers on this podcast. I want to tip my cap to Bowden Francis. His stuff looked insane. He was a couple of pitching ninja videos. This guy, he was on some pitching ninja videos, two and two thirds, one earned run. He's at 33 pitches when he stretched out to 80, and John Schneider takes him out for Adam Simber. That was the turning point of the game because Francis leaves the game. Adam Simber comes in, point one innings, five hits, six earned runs, one home run. What what do we do with what do we do with Adam Simber? He Nine three five ERA since coming back from the IL. I just want to I want to add that as well. Nine three five ERA from since coming back from the IL. Um, like I hate the fact that I'm about to say this because he deserves what happened to him. 
probably be a nice Anthony Bass spot. <laughs> no? I don't know, though, man. Anthony Bass was terrible against Houston. Fucking terrible. Sure. Like, but, it, it's it, you're comparing shit to shit. I mean, these yeah, are yeah, two yeah. guys with five one, ERAs. One guy, Anthony Bass, can miss bats way, way more than Simber could have. And it's like, you, you don't do anything with Simber because you just got rid of a guy who would kind of take like who Jay Jackson is he Jay Jackson's be better than Adam Simber. That's not even a hot take. He's better than Adam Simber. Okay. That's like, that's a million dollar guarantee. And Jay Jackson might be better than Anthony Bass right now. If Jay Jackson was carving when he had to replace Manoa, like he deserves a shot. Yeah. It's crazy to me that Adam Simber was in a high leverage situation. And the funniest thing is, you know, this on blue Jays, Twitter, everyone, everyone thought that game was over. Everyone, like right when Adam Simber came in, it was like, here we go. You're putting in Simber. You're putting in Simber. Crazy. And then John Schneider, after the game, came up with a sta- um, a quote and said, uh, I'm going to take, I trust Simber 100% in that matchup compared to Bowden or something along those lines. I'm paraphrasing, but what are you talking about, bro? What are you talking about? Putting Adam Simber against uh, Carlos Correa is like that verbal meme hydrogen thing against the baby. That's what that is. It's crazy. I couldn't believe that, Avery. I could not believe that at bat. The entire sequence of his inning. I I was in shock as to what happened. That was maybe one of the worst innings of the season. Gosman Houston first inning was probably the worst inning of the season. Yeah. I can remember, but Simber's got to be up there as one of the worst performances. And then Mitch, man, we got Mitch back. He, we got to have that Mitch talk because he got absolutely shelled in AAA. Some may argue he wasn't even deserving to be in the show, right? Because it was either shit or get off the pot, right? Yeah. Um, If I'm Jay Jackson, I'm fuming because this is a guy, in my opinion, Jay Jackson has deserved his spot to be in this bullpen for the remainder of the year over a guy like Mitch White. I know Mitch White's our guy. It's just, dude, like, can you just have one clean inning in your entire <laughs> tenure here? It's he's he did not. He looked terrible, Avery. Terrible, bro. Yeah. What was his final line? I know he just gave up the oh, two earned four strikeouts. A couple hard hit balls. Three. Hits. But a positive, though, Bowden Francis does look very serviceable. And then they it, sent him down. For that's what I'm. They, you know what's crazy is they sent him down, so he can't come back up for another 15 days now. Like what the? What are we doing? I it. it that's Thomas, a head scratcher. That's a head scratcher, Abe. That that that's a. I know Thomas Hatch pitched today. I didn't get to watch a lot. I saw he was that. pretty good today. He was pretty okay. good today. Yeah, he was pretty good today. But it's just some of these head scratcher decisions, man. Um. Well, now the bullpen doesn't seem as deep as it once was. The it, no, I think it seems deeper. Because now you got Trevor Richards who can carve. Bowden Francis who looked really good. Jay Jackson could be an option back there. I, sure. I, I and think then you it's, got Chad Green eventually. And obviously Nate Pearson's the second coming of Christ. Oh, yeah. That, that guy is – we'll talk about today's game in a little bit, but I still want to tap into that Saturday game. Just such weird situational – I mean, you, you put up – like you go up three nothing going into the seventh, you need nine outs and okay. Like, sorry, I'm sorry to cut you off. If I told you preseason, the Toronto Blue Jays 
we're going to play a baseball game again. This That went Trevor Richards, Tim Meza, Bowden Francis, Adam Simber, Mitch White. You would have called me fucking crazy. Those are the five pitchers <laughs> in the game. Are you yeah. shitting me? Yeah, that that's a really good point. But like, just speaking about swing and miss stuff, Bowden Francis had three, Meza had two, and Richards had nine. That's twelve strikeouts they had combined in seven innings. Like, that's a good front three right there and you blow that you waste that opportunity where you get another good pitching performance from guys that you would never expect to get good pitching performance from but me to be positive there i will say this bowden francis looks really serviceable it sucks that we sent him i don't understand i don't know what the thought process was in sending him down for 15 more days when he's a good arm now um but has has to do something with the off days right I, I don't know. I, so. I don't have the answers for you on that, but it just, he's just very service. I mean, he looked great, man. He really did. Honestly, like one earned run, not bad. Was missing a lot of barrels. I love that. I love that appearance from Bowden Francis. Very, very confident on the mound. He's making, like I said, he's making pitching ninja videos insane. And then you come in and and you put up and you give up a seven spot in the eight. It's uh, I don't have much words for that. I mean, Whit Merrifield did what he did. Vladimir Groundout, who is just a groundout merchant now. That's that's what he does. Does does that. And I mean Whit Merrifield hitting 300 now. What what a surprise this guy was. And you know who the Jays gave up for him? Max fucking Castillo. Kind of miss a, Max. Kind of miss I do him. miss Max. I do I do mix Ma- miss Max. I don't but, know if I miss him because of his abilities, but he was a fucking monster. He was so big, bro. So big. <laughs> and his walk-up song was sick. But yeah, it just that Saturday's game, in my opinion, that was I'm going to call me of being a fan and just wanting to off yourself. I'm going to call that maybe the worst loss of the year. It has to be up there, man. It hot besides blowing that seven or eight, one lead to the Mariners. They had a couple months, like a month ago or a month and a bit ago. That has to be the worst loss they've had all year because you literally the least suspect the Jays were massive underdogs that game. They're coasting. Didn't give up a run till the seventh. They're up three, one going into the eighth and give up a seven spot like that was the biggest dick punch because you're like wow this pitching staff really is something else here like you got these guys that you would never suspect or expect carve and you just waste it that's in my opinion why it was one of the like and brandon bell got hurt yeah the cock got hurt tripped over his meat um just a <laughs> terrible game saturday man it was it was it was hard to watch it was just a piss poor effort from simber who just is I don't know how many more chances this guy is going to get. And I don't know why you throw a guy who hasn't been pitching good in these situations. Like, I, I don't know why part of being a manager, Avery is putting your guys in right situations. And that was just a, not a right situation. He, he's a contact pitcher against the heart of the order, but he had a clean inning um, to him, right? Like he started at the start of an inning. Yeah. So. I don't know, man. The the numbers for Simber aren't very good, which you would Terrible. expect because he usually gives up a ton of hard contact. Terrible, um, some may say. But I was looking at his ERAs the past years, though. 2018, 342, 445, 397. Then he goes 226, 28, and now he's 675. 
That's like it just there's no longevity in bullpen arms. That's a sad thing. He's Let's go. Way, he's throwing way less sliders than he did last year. Yeah, I don't know what's going on with this guy. I really don't. It's it's really bad to watch. But let's go into today's game. Let's go into the positives here. Let me tell you this, Avery. If I told you going into this weekend that Kikuchi, Trevor Richards, and Gossman would pitch and Trevor and Kevin Gossman would be the worst, you would call me the biggest idiot of all time. Kevin Gossman gave up six runs. Kikuchi gives up two. Ba- Trevor Richards, Mesa, and Bowden, those three, the, the, I guess you could say the bullpen slash openers, gave up zero, or one, sorry. And Kevin Gossman gives up six. Is that not the craziest, most Toronto Blue Jays shit you've ever seen? Is yep. it not? It doesn't make sense. Was he... He had a really bad start last year where they thought he was tipping pitches. Wasn't it Minnesota, too? Well, what what they were saying was, and what I noticed watching the game as well after the first inning, or even during the first inning, no one was offering at that splitter. I think like, it might have been the same same thing. Like, the Twins just have them. But did, did he pitch against the Twins in the other series? I don't think so. In Minnesota? Yeah. I, 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 I'm not I sure. I know. I know Barrios was back. Bassett pitched. So maybe they missed him. He did. No, he did. He did. Okay. Five innings, one run. So, yeah. I, I don't know what it is. I really don't. But, like, today's start, he was just giving up barrels. And he was doing something that he never does. He walked the house. He was yep. walking everyone. And then giving up barrel, barrel. I mean, he had four walks today, Avery. And yep. 4.2. Not great. But probably a season high in walks, you'd think. Oh, definitely. I think they said that on the broadcast that was a season high in walks. But yeah, I mean, this is hopefully, Avery, I'm hoping this game turned the corner for this offense because, man, I haven't seen fight like this in a very long time from this team. I mean, you go down 4 nothing early. Um, or yeah, you go down 4 nothing. You put up one run in the bottom of the first, start chipping away, chipping away. Gossman gives you three consecutive zeros. And then the top of the fifth, he gives up a two spot. What does your offense do the bottom of the fifth? They answer with a three spot. Keep you still in the game. And then the bullpen gives you four, four consecutive zeros. And you put up a three spot in the ninth. Let me tell you something. Those people that were chirp, chirp, chirp me about this bullpen. Nate Pearson being an addition to this bullpen with Swanson, Romano, and Meza is fucking absurd. Those four as your core four now in that bullpen, in my opinion, are as lights out as it gets. I mean, just insane. Absolutely insane stuff. It's Nate Pearson. Was he as good as the number? He hit 101 today again. Oh, he's back, man. <laughs> he's so bad. 205 ERA. It's two now, I think. Maybe they haven't updated it. Yeah. Um, he's awesome, man. Got another win. Like he's four one, he's four and oh. I don't fucking the the wins losses doesn't matter, but four and oh means that you came in games and held it, or at least I guess you can kind of say blew it. But <laughs> Sometimes, um, sometimes you blow it. Sometimes, you know? yeah. But uh, we got to talk about this, man. I know we alluded to this a little bit earlier. This man, Vladdy, can't pull a, f- a fly ball to save his life. Like today, he hit, he went two for five, one of, and then an, another one with an error, three just ground balls in the holes. He's a ground ball merchant now. He's the greatest singles hitter to ever walk this planet. And our guy, YJ's tweeting it. His, his slugging percentage is 446 from a three-hole hitter. That's not fucking good. No. Um, his career slug is 498. 
But he's it's still – his expected – we can talk about expected stats all you want if you like him. If you don't, he's in the top 5% of the league in expected slug. But that's just because he hits the ball so hard. Yeah. I don't know if that's flawed or not, but, yeah, it's – uh. He hits the ball as hard as anyone in baseball. He does. It just it is interesting why he can't pull side that stuff because the balls will go to the fucking moon if he pulls them and he pulls fly balls. It's like, let's not go to the big part of the field. Do that line drive swings, I guess. Maybe it's just hard to differentiate your line drive swing to him trying to hit a home run and just popping out. So I'll. I don't know where I'm at with Vladdy. I'm not. His pull numbers are like on career average too. It's yeah. I I don't know what's going on with him, man. I really don't. But I mean, two for five. I guess I'll take it. His average is two eighty three. That's serviceable. Um, I'm happy. I'll tell you this. Just based off of guys that you really love to root for, Matty Chapsticks. Him hitting that well needed three run home run today to get them within two. Fuck, did he need that? Yeah, barely got out, too. Barely got out. That's the baseball gods being on your side right there, man. Because I'll tell you what, he was, uh, he's hitting like 190 since April or something like that. That was well needed. I mean, one well, for three and, with two strikeouts. That's the most Mac Chapman stat line I've ever seen. And I got the, uh, the word on the street we were, we were playing today, obviously. That Cavan Biggio hit a three-run nuke to take the lead in the I, eighth. I couldn't believe my ears. Obviously, I went and saw it after. It's, it's that ball crazy. wasn't that ball wasn't didn't barely get out. That ball no, was fucking no, rushed. That ball was fucking annihilated. Shot on. That's what I think. That's what we're gonna call um this episode Bubble Biggio's back. <laughs> like that is what it has to be. Give him a, just. Pay some respects, man, because let me oh, tell you something. Give him his flowers, Johnny. Give him his flowers. Let me tell you something, man. I never thought I'd be saying this, but this lineup without Brandon Belt is fucking rat piss. There is no one producing anything. There's n- Bo Bichette's hitting 207 in his last seven games, 260 in his last 15. He's obviously coming back down to earth, but um, Brandon Belt is such a massive part of this lineup. It's crazy to say he hits the ball hard. He gets extra base hits. He takes a shit ton of pitches. It This lineup needs him really bad. And a guy that stepped up that was in Brandon Belt's position today, Kevin Biggio. Dude, I mean, so talk- should we give the home run to Brandon Belt? Should, yeah. Assisted by Brandon Belt. Kevin Biggio's home run was assisted by Brandon Belt. And I will say this. Just in the upside-down world of Toronto Blue Jays land, how that entire rally started is the most Toronto Blue Jays thing ever. You didn't get to see it, so I'll I'll read it out to you. So in the eighth, this is who's hitting in the eighth, the seven, eight, nine hitters. So it's Kirk, Espinal, Biggio. Yes. Personal hell for a guy like me. Like I tweeted, luckily I couldn't get old takes on it because I said I'm excited to see what happens here. Kirk single. Yeah. Uh Kiermaier pinch runs for us or Espinal single in the gap. The the two okay, Kirk obviously is fine. Espinal, holy shit. This guy made contact with a baseball. Let's fucking celebrate. And then who comes up? COVID motherfucking Cavan middle middle launches that ball into the stratosphere, takes his bat with him to first base and bat flips to the moon. 
that drop that was, to the moon. That drop to the moon, sorry. That was the start of the Toronto Blue Jays 2023 World Series DVD. The I, Kevin Biggio three-run nuke hurt around the world. What a fucking bomb. I said those exact words. That's what came out of my mouth. I said it's going to be the Blue Jays, the start of the DVD. It's and like just the upside down universe. Cause then the next three hitters, Springer, Bashek, Guerrero, ground out, ground out, ground out. <laughs> it's like, what upside down universe do we live in? Here? It was like, Emilio it, Pagan who pitched, right? He's the worst pitcher to ever do it. Yeah, I, he, uh, he has some of the biggest meltdowns in ba- baseball. No one's had more meltdown appearances than Emilio Pagan. But, this season. Uh, I, I, the thing is, I know we're talking about like the middle of the order doing their thing. Vladdy two for five, Chapman one for three, Varsho two for four, Whit Merrifield one for four, Kirk two for four. That I'll take that. And then you know what? You talked about Thomas Hatch, a guy who obviously got ragged on a shit ton this podcast, rightfully so, because he was the July second starter around the world. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, one point one innings today, two hits, one walk, three punches, and then Nate Pearson. Comes in two innings, one hit, no walk, three punches. This bullpen gave you 4.1 innings of zero runs, zero runs to keep you in the game. If this bullpen doesn't throw up zeros, that comeback, this team is dead. They're non existent with that comeback. So, Thomas Hatch, man, welcome back, brother. Welcome fucking back. The Hatchster. <laughs> I can't believe you said that. Thomas Hatch, I can't... man. Thomas fucking Hatch, bro. The Hatch I can't there. get July 2nd out of my head. It's- I really can't. I'll always think he's just going to give up a 10 spot. But that's what he does. Thomas Hatch, T. Hatch, 1.13, four outs. Three of them were punch outs. All right. Let's get that swing and miss stuff going in that bullpen, huh? Why not? Pete Walker masterclass. Pete Walker fucking masterclass from hell. <laughs> but uh, I will say this. Jordan Romano today. <laughs> Was like sitting 94, then just ran it up to 98, like for the for like three hitters after. I think the first runner got on, and then he just went 98 for the rest of the appearance. It's like, it, Jordan. Romano, I don't get it. I don't get this fucking team. I don't. His appearances don't start till there's a runner on base. Pretty much, <laughs> it's crazy. He's like just he permanently playing in extra innings. It's yeah. fucking absurd. Yeah, might as well start him on second. It's just yeah, it's wild. I mean, the Jays still left eight guys on, which is I guess more manageable, but. I'm really hoping this steamrolls into something, man. Because that offense gave me old-time vibes. Those late home runs. Chapman three-run nuke to get them within two. That that was the 2021 Blue Jays that I remember. That, that I remember and love. And I guess technically 2022. But I can't stop thinking about 2021, man. Marcus Simeon's so good. <laughs> they should have offered him the bag. The bag, bro. <laughs> they should have offered him. He would feed families right now if he was on this roster. We got some listener questions back. Okay, let's do listener questions for a series preview. Three Blue Jays you wouldn't let date your daughter. Anthony Bass. He's gone. Because I know he's not fucking. He's religious. I I, Obviously, you want... that that's fucked up that I just said that. But yeah, Anthony Bass. Okay, we'll go back and forth. Snake drop, back and forth. I say Anthony Bass. Who do you say? Um... Kevin Biggio. Really? Why is that? I think he just... He he's a dog? Yeah. You think, think you think he's a fucking dog? Yeah, I think he gets around. I'll say... Uh, i trying to think who else here. We'll do we'll do three each. Uh, is it, I'm, obviously, that's what the question says. I'm going to go with Matt Chapman. 
Actually, no, sorry, not Matt Chapman. He, I was gonna say he's too good looking. I'm gonna go with um Whit Merrifield. He gives me weird vibes. Interesting. Like weird, like he's gonna like cheat on you and not give a shit vibes. I don't want my daughter dating a guy like that. Okay. Um. Yeah. Interesting. I'll go. I think. Yeah, he's just too good looking. I'll go Jose Barrios. Just that's a great one. Just great looking guy. That's that's a really good one. Can't have that. Yeah, I will go. This is a phantom one, and I, I don't know why I'm even saying this. Nate Pearson. I just okay. he's just not a aste- he's just not aesthetically pleasing to look at. <laughs> like he's just he's just a weird guy. I know him personally, he's just like a different guy. I'm gonna go Nate Pearson's my last pick. I, okay, I have. And then I'll go Pete Walker. Oh, oh my god. Yeah. What a fucking cheat code that was. <laughs> that's an absolute cheat code. All right. That's a good that's a good one. But you know and Pete now- Walker will get after it with the boys, though. Yeah, I know, but you don't. You never know what happens when he goes home. <laughs> yeah, it's a good point. What's All right, another the, one? Ne- the next one is three Blue Jays you would let date your daughter. Oh, this is simple. I think I don't even think we need to draft on this. No, it's not draft. I, I think it it has to be Kevin, Kevin Gossman. Kev- oh, that yeah, Kevin Gossman won. Um, I'm gonna say Boba Shet because I've heard he doesn't go out. He's like a homebody. And is like kind of keeps to himself, so you know he's gonna be loyal. And there's an easy third. If you get this wrong, you're gonna be pissed. You say Coochie? Yep. Yeah, he is. He's you know he's treating her like gold. That's yeah. yeah you say Kikuchi's got to be on that list. Yep, yeah. Yeah. That, that's that's a good question. That's a great question. Okay, this is another one. Let's do our the Jays' dream blunt rotation. Munori Kawasaki, okay. obviously. Kevin Gossman. Obviously, I don't know who the third would be. Who are you thinking? I was thinking Orlando Hudson had to be. Yeah, O Dog. That's a great three. <laughs> Kawasaki, O Dog, and Kevin Gossman. Are you kidding me? The stories <laughs> around that table. The stories around that table. Yeah, elite. That's, that's probably my Jay's uh, dream blunt rotation too. Holy shit! And then the nightmare one would have to have Mike Wilner in it. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Mike okay. Wilner. And one final one: if Johnny had to watch one movie for the rest of his life, why is it The Notebook? Uh, that's just a clear one. And let me say this: I'm getting a lot of flack online for The Notebook's a great flick. I've never watched it. Then that's fucked up. That that's your homework. I the home the the Notebook off day tomorrow. You can watch it tomorrow. The Notebook is, I just, I can't put it into words. It's such a beautiful movie. Uh, it's is just, it like, is it your go-to, like, uh, first Netflix and chill night with, with a lady of the, lady of the, uh, the month? I can't, I, I don't think it would be. I don't think it would be solely based on the fact that one, it's too sad. And oh, two, it's sad. It's kind of sad. I can't ruin it for the. Uh, I'm not going to ruin it. We'll, we'll this talk movie's been out for decades, Johnny. You can talk. I know. About we'll enough. talk, but I don't want to ruin it for you because I want to do a review next episode, and listeners okay. going to hold you accountable for it. Um, yeah, it, it's not sad. It, yeah, I guess it kind of is sad, and also it just it'll make I get teary eyed when I watch it really? every single time. I feel like the females actually might like that, but I do. It, it's such a romantic, such a good movie, just an absolute. It's the Mona Lisa flick. It's the best romantic movie of all romance movie of all time. In my opinion, it is. But uh, yeah, it's just it's all time. I, I love watching it. It's a great. Obviously, so you, my, my favorite movie of all time. That's not a romance. One is Gone Girl. I fucking love that movie. It's a good I movie. Think, I think it's an absolute masterpiece. 
that's a good movie there's a lot out there like rom-coms are all time too actually and they're like, all the same they're all the same they're all the same but they still hit they, they i don't do. know what it is they still hit different there's form. a reason greatest hits man wrong yeah just keep running them back like how to lose a man in 10 days or stuff like that just keep running that motherfucker there's back. one that i watch all the time um the guy's name's Messer. They raise a kid. I fucking forget what it's called. That's the only one that I ever watch. Um, so, yeah, that's a horrible um, explanation of what it is. But it's just like they raise a kid that's not theirs because the parents die. It's beautiful. They fall in love and live happily ever after. Yeah. And by the way, for listening to this, can we get like an alliance of a shit ton of people to tweet at Chris Bassett to answer the DM? I mean, we DM him like five days ago. I think we've given him a decent amount of time. Check um, in. Yeah, just should I check in? Should I double message? No, you shouldn't. I'm not going to. But let's go into the pitching matchups, folks. Let's go into the pitching matchups to send you guys home for this week. Chris Bassett versus Dean Kramer. Dean Kramer's a guy the Blue Jays rake. Jose Barrios versus Kyle Bradish, another decent one. Who goes after Barrios? Kikuchi, right? Yep. Kikuchi against not announced for the Orioles yet. This is another mismatch series. And I know I talked about this um, for the Twins. And for the Astros, the Astros, I was right. Well, no, the Twins wasn't really mismatch. Yeah, you're right. Sorry, yeah, the Twins wasn't a mismatch. I I didn't say that. I said that about the Astros one. But we got Chris Bassett versus Dean Kramer. Listen, you don't need some sort of savant guy to tell you Chris Bassett's better than Dean Kramer by a substantial margin. You know what? Tuesdays must win. Tuesdays must win. I have 50 this year. I think I've used 14. Tuesday is must win. I'm going to say that. So everyone remember that. Tuesday's the must-win game of the, another game of the year. Um Barrios, like I think they I think Chris Bassett absolutely shoves this game. Division game away against a team that you're chasing in the Baltimore Orioles. This is where veteran pitchers show up. I hope I don't get old takes exposed on this. I hope I hope this list looks genius, but this is where the vet, this is where the vets show up. And I think Chris Bassett will show up on Tuesday. I think he's going to give you another seven, eight inning master class against the Baltimore Orioles. That's what I'm going to say with that, Dave. I like that. I like that. Uh, yeah. yeah, I'm going to say Jay's take. I'm going to say two or three. I got to go I, two or three as well. I'm going to say two or three. Barrios and Bassett back to back are two guys. Kikuchi stands no chance. The O's are great against lefties. Yeah, that that's a tough one. That, But, you know, that might be the Toronto Blue Jays game that they just fucking win all of a sudden. You got to win this series. You have to win this series. You have been absolutely cat shit against the AL East, and that's going to matter down the road. That's how you gain ground on your division opponents down the road. You have to anyhow, anyway, win this fucking series. No excuses. Uh, no excuses. The Orioles have kind of cooled down a little bit, I think. I could be wrong. They just faced the Royals. It doesn't really matter. But you have to win this series, man. I, I, I This is... I'm really excited for this, actually. This is like... In my opinion, it's not going to be like playoff baseball, but the stakes are raised, especially with the AL East this week. So, and you got the Orioles and Rangers back to back, folks. This is not going to get easier. This is not, this week is not going to be easy. This might be the hardest week they have all year, besides like the September series they have and stuff like that. But I'm going to say 2 1, man. I'm going to say 2 1, and I hope Vladdy launches. I, I just, I need to see a Vladdy home run. I miss it. Or I miss it. Road so or at much. home? Road. Okay, that's what I thought. Yeah, that's he's gonna thought. hit him. You know, you know who hit home run on the road. That's what he does. 
Um, yeah, he's going to hit a home run over the left field fence somehow at Camden Yards. Yeah, 100%. The most Vladdy thing ever. But uh, yeah, we'll we'll be, we'll be we'll get back in the swing of thing of streaming this weekend. I'll, I'll, this week I'll be streaming Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, or two yeah Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. I'll be streaming. Um, any last words, Avery? Let's have a week, everyone. Fuck, no, I, I'm I in should, the summer here. I should be there Tuesday, Thursday for the streams. All right, let's so. let, let's have a fucking week, man. It's the summer. The weather's getting better. Go to the patio. Enjoy your time with the boys. Enjoy your time with the girls. Whatever you whatever you may be, whatever it might be. Enjoy it. Um, yeah, gate 14 forever. Love you guys. Next episode is episode 100. We're gonna try to do something to make make it special for you guys. Um, but stay tuned. Gate 14 forever, gate 14 to the moon. Let's have ourselves a week. <laughs>